The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and welcome, welcome, welcome to our first off-season edition of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And I am here in a rainy, snowy, chilly Intermountain Health Performance studio at uh, at HQ here in Henderson. And man, like I said, our officially our first off-season episode. And how about this? I wouldn't even say week. How about this two days in the NFL, man? I mean, you say it every single off-season. The NFL does a fantastic job of really making sure there is no such thing as the off-season, right? Doesn't exist. Ain't real. Yes, your Raiders are not playing football this week. Uh, we are going to be on the sidelines watching the playoffs just like everyone else. But my goodness, there has been a lot going on from Pete Carroll stepping away to Nick Saban to Bill Belichick that, uh, that came out this morning. I mean, there are so many things going around, so many storylines to follow uh, right now in the league. You know, and one of which is being the questions about the Las Vegas Raiders, the front office, the general manager, the head coach, all that good stuff. And we are going to have so much, uh, so much time to get into that, so much to share about that when we have a little clarity there as well. But all that is to say, a lot going on, no shortage of things to discuss, and we are going to do that in a big way. But actually, before I even get to our transactions, brought to you by Shift4 Payments, because we do have transactions, believe it or not, a lot going on in terms of the X's and O's, the structure uh, of the 2024 Las Vegas Raiders. That's fun to say. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to do a, a fun episode today. I was going to get through the business of the week, handle everything that we got to handle, uh, but then we're just going to do our best of episode. Uh, we have been so fortunate, or as you say, we were so fortunate during the year I have so many awesome, incredible, fun conversations throughout the course of the regular season. So as we kind of, you know, dip our foot into the offseason now, I figured, hey, let's put the best of together. You're going to hear from Daniel Carlson. You're going to hear from Big Meek. Uh, you're going to hear from Austin Hooper. Like, we had a, a wide variety of conversations. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked a lot of football, and then we talked about nonsense and non-football stuff as well. But uh, what we did... Put it all together in one nice, uh, one nice video for you that you can check out on YouTube, or if you're listening to the audio version here, you can listen there as well. Uh, and yes, a best of version of, of upon further review of our chats this regular season, and that was a lot of fun. Big thank you to our, our behind the scenes guys for putting that together. But before we do that, before we, like I said, talk about all the business that's going on here in the building, as well as what's going around, going on around the NFL. We begin, even though the even though the excuse me, even though it is the off season, we begin as we always do with our transactions. 
brought to you by Shift4 Payments, and we got a lot. So, since last week, the Raiders have made the following moves. On January 6th, they signed defensive tackle Matthew Butler to the active roster and activated wide receiver Keelan Cole Sr. and safety Jadon Grant from the practice squad. They also placed tight end Michael Mayer on the reserve injured list, effectively ending his season. Uh, heck of a rookie season, though, for Mike, and uh, very excited for what 2024 will bring him in silver and black. But then, this is a big one. On January 8th, uh, you know, yes, very transactional, yes, very X's and O's, but the Raiders announced their reserve future contract. So, uh, on uh, excuse me, on January 8th, the Raiders announced this, that Keelan Cole Sr. and Jadon Grant reverted back to the practice squad. And then they signed defensive end David Ogoha, cornerback Cornell Armstrong, quarterback Anthony Brown Jr., go Ducks, tackle DJ Fluker, tight end Cole Fotheringham, safety Jadon Grant, defensive tackle Marquan McCall, running back Sincere McCormick, welcome back Sincere, tackle, excuse me, tackle Jalen McKenzie, tight end John Samuel Shanker, defensive tackle Nestor Jade Silvera, defensive end Ellerson Smith, defensive end Charles Snowden, cornerback Sam Webb, welcome back Sam, and wide receiver Christian Wilkerson to reserve future contract. So, you know, even though the season is officially over, even though now we are kind of in this waiting game to see how the front office shakes out and we are looking ahead to 2024, business still going on as usual here in this building. So, you know, we see this every year, the reserve future contracts that come out right at the end of the regular season uh, and your Las Vegas Raiders, those were the guys that they signed to those deals. But in terms of other things that we now know for certain, yes, we know that the Raiders finished the regular season 8-9. and nine. Yes, we know that they missed out on the playoffs, unfortunately, this year. Uh, yes, we know that they played an improved brand of football, especially, you know, especially over that last 10-12 weeks. Well, we also know now, as we officially look ahead to 2024, the Raiders will select number 13 overall in the 2024 NFL Draft. And my goodness, are we going to have a lot to talk about it when it comes to number 13? It's such an interesting spot on the draft board. <clears throat> excuse me, on the draft board. You're obviously outside the top 10. You're still in the first part of the, uh, you know, that upper half of the first round. And you would think depending on, on kind of how it all shakes out, who your head coach is, who your general manager is, uh, an interesting little ga- um, you know, little chip to have, that number 13 pick. So uh, what will remain, or excuse me, you know, who will that number 13 pick end up being? That is the million-dollar question, or I guess multi-million-dollar question of the offseason. But man, we like I said, it'll be a very interesting, let's call it three and a half months uh, until the draft that, that takes place. And uh, man, here we go. So let's just uh, rattle off 1 to 13. I actually have 1 through 18 solidified right now as we get ready for the playoffs this week. But let's just go 1 through 13. Number 1 in the first round, the Bears, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. Yikes. 2, the Washington Commanders. 3, the New England Patriots. 4, the Arizona Cardinals. 5, your Los Angeles Chargers. 6, the Giants. 7, Tennessee Titans. 8, the Atlanta Falcons. Number 9, again, the Bears. I have a feeling that will be very interesting and intriguing as we march towards April. Number 10, the New York Jets. Number 11, the Minnesota Vikings. And then the Denver Broncos will pick number 12 in front of the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, according to NFL.com, as I said, the Raiders picking it at number 13 overall. According to the folks at the NFL, the biggest needs for your Las Vegas Raiders cornerback, interior, excuse me, interior offensive lineman, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, and running back. And look, like I said, we are going to have ample time, and folks a lot smarter than me are going to break down what the Raiders should do at number 13, what they will do at number 13. And if there's one thing I know about the draft, 
The draft is such good fodder for not only conversation, but delicious, delicious drama. My goodness, we are going to have so much to talk about in terms of the 2024 NFL draft. And look, it is, uh, you know, when the Raiders, if you're the Raiders and you finish the season the way that you do, and Jason Fitz and I have talked about this a lot, you have to feel like the cupboard is not bare because the cupboard isn't bare. There are so many things about this team, about this roster, that you feel good about going into the new year and certainly going into the new league year. Now, the Raiders are not, by any stretch of the imagination, a finished product, and there are places they are going to have to get better, specifically when we look at some of these guys that are up for free agency, which I think we'll probably do a little bit more in-depth next week. But man, uh, you know, a really good defense, some talented pieces on the offensive side of the football, and now you just got to get better. And big, big questions for the Las Vegas Raiders coming up in the next, well, in the next couple of weeks, but certainly in the next couple of months as we march towards the draft. But another bit of housekeeping as we look ahead to 2024, and we'll get to our best of interview here in just a minute. But as we, you know, look and we build out the calendar, this is an important one for you guys, for the fans. It's important for all of us, but for all y'all who I, I know are, are getting ready, you're looking at the calendar like, hey, who's coming to Allegiant? Where are the Raiders going to go? The 2024 opponents for the Silver and Black are now finalized. So let us begin with the home games because, let's be honest, those are everyone's favorite games. You have the three division teams. You got the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Then the Las Vegas Raiders were also welcome, the Cleveland Browns the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting uh, interesting little, little slate there. What stands out to me at first is a few of these teams, well, three of these teams, currently don't have head coaches. Chargers, no head coach. Carolina Panthers, no head coach. Atlanta Falcons, no head coach. So the version of these teams that we're going to see in 2024 – are gonna, it's likely going to be very different than the version we saw in 2023 and our opinion and our kind of vision of what these teams are going to be right now. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of things can change. You look at the Jags, too. Obviously a really, really heartbreaking, disappointing end to the regular season, but that's going to be a good game here at Allegiant. Obviously the division games are always a celebration, and then you welcome back the Steelers. I say it every single time they play the Steelers, one of the best rivalries in the NFL, and we get that in our own backyard in 2024. Cannot wait. Uh, quick note, too, because of the, the flipping and the flopping of the schedule, only eight home games for the Raiders next year, and they will have nine away games, and they will play the following teams, the division, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers. They will also go to Baltimore, to Cincinnati, <clears throat> excuse me, to New Orleans. I have a feeling that will be interesting. To Tampa Bay, to Miami, and then back to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. So, boy, how about that for a, for a tasty morsel of, of road games. That's a lot of fun road trips, man. Uh, New Orleans, obviously an incredible city. Uh, see some old, uh, some old friends down there. Miami, an awesome road trip. Going to LA again to take on the Rams, see that beautiful stadium, see SoFi. Man, whoo, a good Cincinnati team. Joe Burrow hopefully going to be back doing his deal. The Baltimore Ravens with the likely MVP. Let's see how their season ends up. I mean, look, it is going to be an awesome 2024. Yes, we'll have to wait a little deeper in the offseason to find out exactly when these teams are going to be playing one another. But we now officially have our opponents locked and loaded for 2024. Uh, start asking for that PTO. Start figuring out, hey, what are the two 
kind of three games maybe I want to go to. I got to get to a Legion. I got to check out the Silver and Black in Vegas, have a weekend of it. But I also want to hit the road a little bit and see maybe we do a Miami trip. Maybe we go to Raiders, uh, Raiders Dolphins. Maybe we go to Baltimore, see Raiders Ravens. If that, hopefully that's in the first part of the year, so you don't have to worry about the weather. But man, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good games upcoming, and it's going to be so much fun. And the best part, it's going to be here before we know it, and uh, happens every single off season. Because in about three weeks from now, it'll feel like I'll be like, oh wow, I guess it's the draft. And then two weeks after that, I'll be like, oh man. Is it uh, it's time for the off-season program? And then a month after that, I'd be like, oh, oh, we're going to camp again? Like, let's do this thing for real. So it's the, it's the story of every single off-season of how it just flies by. It feels like time doesn't really exist. And like I said, we're going to wake up in a few days and be like, oh, I guess we're going to play our first preseason game and uh, let's lock in for the next 18, 20 weeks. But I always say I try to uh, enjoy the off-season as much as I can. I try to enjoy the normalcy of working a 9-to-5 type schedule. But by the end of it, man, I'm, I'm going to be ready to go just like I know all of you guys are going to be ready to go, too. Uh, speaking of guys that were ready to go every single week in 2023, ooh, another accolade, or accolades, I should say, for our guys A.J. Cole and Max Crosby. If you will remember, they are the two Pro Bowl representatives for the Silver and Black. Well, they also made the NFLPA All-Pro team earlier this week. Very, very cool. Uh, the NFL Players Association... This is their all-pro selection, uh, and every active NFL player had the opportunity to vote for their for the team. Uh, and the results, and this is the best part, exclusively decided by those votes, right? So the Eddies of the world, the coaches of the world, the media members of the world, they don't get to vote for this. This is really the all-pro team by the players for the players. And, and who knows uh, what these guys bring to the table. Who knows about kind of the grit and the the passion and just the badassery of the players better than the players themselves. So very, very cool for Max and AJ uh, as they were members of not only, like I said, the 2024 Pro Bowl, but the NFL PA Players All-Pro team as well. I will also be keeping an eye on both of these gentlemen, uh, and I think it's a few weeks, when the AP All-Pro team comes out because I would have to imagine Pro Bowl, NFLPA All-Pro, I have to imagine the AP All-Pro team uh, is not going to be that far away for both of those dudes. But very, very cool for AJ, very, very cool for Max, and uh, we talk about all the time, man. I love the accolades, I love the acknowledgement for obviously dudes that wear silver and black, but really for AJ and, and Max, guys that do it the right way, that personify the best parts of being a Raider, two dudes that are so committed not only to their craft and being the best at their craft and getting better every single day, but helping out the community as well, being active participants in their communities, in their neighborhoods, doing things for the fans, understanding that beautiful symmetry, that beautiful relationship between fan and player. I could go on and on and on. But Max and AJ, two guys that just get it, right? Two guys that just get it. Uh, and we talk about how great they are on the field, but it always brings me a, a lot of a lot of happiness and a lot of uh, I feel good when good things happen to good people. So big shout out to Max and AJ for their nods on the NFLPA Players All Pro Team. And I, again, like I said, keep an eye on the AP All Pro Team when that comes out because I think we're going to see both those dudes. Or I hope that we see both of those dudes uh, on on that uh, on that list as well. But we have got to that point in the program. I've teased it enough. We're going to do our best of episode, right? So for our interview this week, it's a collection of interviews. It's a lot of interviews. We did, I'm trying to remember, gosh, I mean, probably through the course of, of training camp and the regular season, 
maybe like 25, 30, 30 of these sit-down chats. Uh, and it was hard to kind of, you know, pull them out and, and make one, uh, you know, one air quotes best of. I mean, if we wanted to sit here, we could put together an hour of our, our best of chats this year. But we, we snuck it into about 10 minutes. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, like I said, man, I think it does a great job of kind of showing the, the depth of conversation that we had this year, right, where some of it is really football heavy. Some of it is not football heavy at all, and that is exactly how I want it to be. So sit back, relax, excuse me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of your Upon Further Review interviews from 2023. I'm watching the game on Tuesday, and I notice after the pick that you throw the interception yeah. into the stands. And my first thought is, oh, no. Oh, no, me's going to want that football. <laughs> but I found out the football is in safe hands, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, uh, found, you know, of course, you know, I celebrated with my teammates, whatever. And uh, I found my family in the stands, and I threw it to them. So, you know, it was, a, it was a great moment, you know, I was able to share with them. So there's been a, a, a scuttlebutt in the facility, <laughs> in our studio the past couple of days. Heated debate about what the Carlson parents are going to wear to the game mm. this Monday night. Can I give you my guess, and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong? Yes, I would like So that. for those who don't know, your younger brother Anders, the kicker of the or for the Green Bay Packers, so he'll be here in mm-hmm. the house. But I was thinking, I don't think that your parents, I don't think they can play favorites, right? Like, obviously, they're coming they're coming to your house, but the other brother, the other son is there. You want to be yeah. even. Yeah. My official prediction for the wardrobe for the Carlson parents is Auburn polo shirts. False. 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 Well, so my wife and Anders' wife, we kind of all put together a little gift. So they don't know it yet. So okay. it depends when this is airing. Okay. I'm sure they'll check it out. But they have a little gift coming their way. That's going to be very neutral. Uh, maybe a blend of Raiders and Green Bay, if you catch my gr- I drift. sure do. Um, so that's, that's in the work. My wife picked it up today. So... We'll see. I mean, as long as they accept it and wear it. Uh, but yeah, we got we got lots of people coming over from all over that are going to be cheering for both sides. So it'll be interesting to see what everybody's wearing. So let's let's put your GM hat on for a second mm-hmm. before we start talking Monday Night Football and the greatness that is our special teams triumvirate here in Las Vegas. But scouting report on the younger Carlson. Mm-hmm. When you look at his game, Daniel, what do we like? What do you feel good about? What does he bring to the to the gridiron? He looks he looks good. He looks a lot like a guy. I'm a big fan of number two for the Las Vegas Raiders. Ah. Um, now he he looks like he's done a really good job. Um, you know he's 100 percent on the season so far. Um, he, he's tall. He's I mean he looks identical to me. You, you do realize that you just described yourself, right? Yeah, 100 percent on if, the year, tall. If, <laughs> <laughs> if if me and him swapped uniforms. Monday night, I don't think many people would notice. You know, like we people would be like, eh, maybe you looked a little different, but I don't think people would really catch on. We got two or two sacks this year for Trayvon Merrick, right? Yeah, two. So and far. when was it? So we had to go back to college though before you got after the quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, actually in college, I don't think I really blissed that much. In college, I really was playing man and. So, so when's the last time you had a multi-sack this outing? This is my first time. Not even in yeah, high school? No, no. I, I played corner in high school. Damn, and they didn't, send, they didn't send you at the quarterback? No, no. Um, we're gonna, hey, you've been hanging out with Max too much, man. We're going to wake up I in know. like six weeks. You're going to have four right. or five sacks. I know. Actually, and... today he was showing me some moves on the, on the sideline <laughs> during practice, you know, trying to get me right. So uh, hopefully we get some more of them. Yeah, I mean, if there's, hey, if there's a dude to like learn pass rush from, it's, it's from yeah. number 98. Was there a moment, whether it was, you know, obviously training camp or the past couple of weeks, where you're like, 
Okay, we'll be okay with Aiden there because obviously there's so yeah. much change. And we talk about the past, even the past nine, 12 months, so many changes on that side of the football. But was there mm-hmm. a kind of moment you can remember, like, all right, the young guy's going to yeah. be good? I do remember it was early on, I think, like, even like maybe it was OTAs or training camp, uh, where it was like the old line was in there for like watching like some seven on seven clips where we just were kind of stuck. Like, sometimes that happens when you're just watching them run routes. And I was like, man, who's this number four kid? And I think it was Alex Bars. He was like, that's Aiden. He can sling it. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so that was like probably one of the first times I was like, man, this kid can really throw the ball. Before we get to Sunday, we got some high-level important business to attend to in Thanksgiving, right? So a different schedule this week. Obviously, things are uh, kind of moving and shaking as you guys get ready for Sunday. But the important question, Isaiah Polamau, when you build out your dinner or lunch or your brunch or whatever you and your family celebrate on Thursday, what are the things that got to be on the plate, the non-negotiables in the Polamau household? All right, all right. So easy one. A little bit of turkey. I'm not a big turkey guy. Agreed. Throw some ham on there. Got to have that. Mashed potatoes and gravy. That's kind of, you know, everybody has to have that. Uh, Throw a little bit of dressing on there. And, you know, my all-time favorite, mac and cheese and yams. There you go. See, my wife, because I'm kind of with you. We're like, my wife and I were talking about it this year. And we're like, listen, neither of us really like turkey. Why are we eating turkey for the sake of eating turkey? Yeah. So this year we're doing all the sides, right? We're going to do the, the mashed potatoes, the, the green beans, the stuff, and all that good stuff. And we're just going to do steaks instead. We're like, it's just the two of us, two of us and the baby. Like, yeah. we're going to eat what we want to eat. Yeah, no, nah, steaks sound wonderful, actually. That's a great idea. Yeah, look at it. I'm, I'm just pushing us forward. Uh, <laughs> in terms of dessert, are you a big dessert guy? Two things. So I can go either banana pudding. Oh, that's good, yeah. That's good. Top tier right there, or sweet potato pie. Ooh, I feel like the sweet potato pie, correct me if I'm wrong, is real like hit or miss. Like if you get a yeah. good sweet potato pie, yeah. like that's really good. But the the like chance, the, the percentage of failure, unfortunately, is like pretty high on that. Yeah, yeah, but my wife does make a great one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Smart like, man. So you yeah. gotta plug the hey, you gotta plug the wife while yeah, you're here. Yeah. So that's that's a good one right there. So I'll take that. Share with us Austin Hooper Foundation that we have on both sides or on both cleats here. Um, kind of where did this idea come from? Why is it important to you? And kind of what's the the goal and the mission that you you kind of want to get out there? Sure. So in 2020, I started the Austin Hooper Foundation. We partner up with local charities with a special focus on those aging out of the system because depending on the state which you're in. You know, they give you a few hundred bucks in a GED and say, go play life. So that's a rough hand of cards, mm-hmm. no, no matter how you break it down. And in my opinion, it's just very underserved. And, and I look around and I see so many, you know, wonderful charities for cats and dogs and other things. But I was just looking around. I'm like, we have so many young Americans that are going hungry, that don't really have a place to stay, that don't have access to, you know, as much technology we need in this information age. So what I try to do with my foundation, supply them with electronics, clothes, just the basic tools to just try to give them what I can do to help them move forward. Dude, Andrew DePaula, fun fact, one of these two strongest handshakes I've ever had experienced in my life. Like the first time I met that dude back at 1220 in Alameda, he shook my hand and I, I put on a brave face at the time, mm. but I'm I'm 99% sure like he fractured my pinky. That dude's got a strong grip. He's got a bone crunching yeah, grip on him, doesn't no he? No doubt. The yeah. other one, Austin Howard, who I think was here before you, offensive lineman, like right tackle. 
big, huge dude. And I remember I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you shaking a lot of hands. I the fact <laughs> that a long snapper's up there is high praise for Yeah, high praise. I mean, yeah. listen, and you know my, my love of, of all the specialists, long snappers, punters, all you guys. But, man, I will never forget. I was like, God, man, this guy's got a strong grip. It's no good to joke. see a firm handshake. That that's oh, not, yes. That's not a lost art. You know? No, certainly not. Certainly not in, the, yeah. in, uh, in 2023. you got to have it. Speaking of Max, too, I mean, a guy who's playing out of his mind right now yeah. who should be, in, the, in my humble opinion, in the conversation for all the end-of-season awards. But when you look at Max in 2023, and you've had a nice, you know, you talk about you've had a, a chance to kind of be up close and personal mm-hmm. and watch his journey over the past couple of years. Like, what's different about Max in 2023 as opposed to years past? Uh, honestly, to be real, I feel like Max is, since I've been around him, he has always been same the same. dude? He's just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm starting to think that he's low-key, like, you ever seen, like, the Terminator movie, and, like, the, the flesh kind of comes off of him, and they, like, have, like, the metal underneath? I'm low-key thinking that. That's my, that's my, uh, my idea about Max. We can be transparent with the people here. I have a, I don't want to call it a nasty habit, but I have, unfortunately, at times in our friendship, broken news to you mm-hmm. that I previously thought you knew. Uh, a, one of the good ones that comes to mind is the All Pro nod a few years ago. Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, and I thought you knew. I was really nervous that I was going to break this one to you because you and I ran into each other this morning. You did. And I feel like I, I got close. I didn't spill the beans. But I'm very glad that Champ and AP had the chance to tell you, and it didn't come from Eddie Pascal. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, one of those situations where somebody's like, you just think you're going to dinner, and you're, somebody's like, it's your birthday, right? You think you're going to dinner, and somebody's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You're like, I'm just going to dinner. They're like, oh, yeah? Yeah? Like, and then you, later, when you find out you had a surprise party, you're like, oh, like you knew the whole yeah. time. And looking back on our conversation, I realized I, I could I could have seen the, the, the breadcrumbs, but I really thought you were congratulating me on my third appearance on Upon Further Review. This and in the past six weeks. I know, I know. And congratulations should be in order for that primarily. Yes, 100%. 100%. I mean, there's a lot of people that go to the Pro Bowl. Has anybody been on here three times in the last six weeks? Not in the past six weeks. I think, yeah, well— so we're talking about ranking honors, that yes. seems like it should be number one. I Listen, I didn't say it. You did, and I won't dispute you. I won't fight that. You are the man of the hour, and I'm not here to rain on your parade. And we are back. A big thank you to not only the guys that, that came up and hung out with us this year, and you know, I, I know I said it every week, or almost every week, I tried to make a point of it, is the regular season schedule for these guys. I mean, really the schedule starting once the team reports to training camp is so intensive that every single week when we had guys make time for us and, and come hang out in the studio and, and dive in and be open to shenanigans and nonsense, it really does mean a lot, right? Like, it, it really does, uh, you know, it helps us so immensely, but we just, we so, you know, we're so gracious that they were willing to give up a little bit of time each week, especially during the regular season, man, when, when there's a million things going on and there's a handful of guys, uh, you know, who would come back after meetings, after the day was done, because for whatever reason, the media window didn't work that day. They had treatment. They had a meeting. They had to call their mom, whatever it may be. And all these guys that made sure, hey, we're not going to leave Silver and Black Productions hanging. I'm going to come back after meetings. Uh, just huge, man. We can't thank them enough. And in terms of people we can't thank enough, too, we got we to gotta throw Raiders PR on there, too, led by Will Kiss, our guy, friend of the program. Because, you know, we can't do what we do. We can't facilitate these conversations. We can't have these fun little moments without Will and his staff helping us so immensely. And, uh, and so we thank them every single week. We thank them at the end of the season. And we'll thank them once again here on our little program. But before we get out of here, because, look, we got a lot of football to watch. Unfortunately, like I said, the, the Silver and Black are not going to be playing meaningful football today but, or this weekend. But we're gonna lot of, we got a lot of football to watch. 
we got a lot of football to watch. I know my guys, uh, I know my guy Isaiah and Fenn, their respective squads are going to be doing their thing. I will not uh, not reveal who they will be pulling for this weekend, but a lot of football to watch. A lot of exciting football to watch. This is one of the best weekends of the year, right? And the fact that it's going to be kind of kind of rainy and nasty and and really kind of chilly here in Vegas, perfect excuse to sit on the couch, watch ball. Now, I will say before I get out of here and we crack this ice cold bruchacho, I had to put together my off-season to-do list, or I should say I was helped in putting that together, helped in in putting together my off-season to-do list from the big boss. And uh, I got some things to accomplish, right? Now, we, we shift pretty dramatically into all those things that I said, no, 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 I'm going to do it at the end of the season. Don't worry. No, no, no. We're going to do this for the baby. I got to clean that up. We're going to replace this. Well, the end of the season is here, and I have no more excuses. So I will be a little busy starting to tackle that list over the coming weeks. But I promise you, a lot of ball to watch, a lot of football to watch, and I cannot wait. But we are going to crack an ice cold bruchacho to get us ready, a little primer for all things football. And I'm going to crack this cold one for the great one, the GOAT, the man himself, our, our guy Charles Woodson, because not only is Charles friend of the program, guru, a legend, one of the best to ever do it, one of the best to ever put on a pair of football pads, I am very indebted to Charles this week because... His Michigan Wolverines took down the Washington Huskies in the national championship. And I am just tickled about it. Could not be happier. You guys know me, proud Oregon alum. And if there's one team that I could, I simply could not have win the national championship, it was Washington. One team. Eddie, you can have any team that's not Oregon win the national championship. Who are you going to be? I would have picked any team, any team except Washington. And they scared me. They made it to the national championship. I will admit, going into that game, I don't like to root against people, right? I like to root for people. I like to root for teams, for schools, for whatever it may be. So to be in the situation where over the past month, once Washington made the playoff, I had to root against them. It scared me. It petrified me. Especially when they, you know, they, they advanced to the national championship. Oh, I was real nervous. I was real nervous. But Sea Woods, Michigan Wolverines, oh, they did what they needed to do. They are national champions. That Michael Penix, ooh, good football player. But uh, this Monday was not his day. And uh, just so grateful to the GOAT. So grateful to the GOAT that whatever message he gave uh, to, the, to the mighty Wolverines, it stuck. And, uh, and the University of Washington is not national champions and that feels good that feels right and uh, i will be able to carry on through the offseason without the weight of a husky national championship crushing me like atlas in the stone i will be able to uh i don't have to worry about that and it makes me very very happy but i'm also very very happy that we have shifted into offseason mode obviously that that very bittersweet uh, there's a bittersweet element to it big time uh, obviously we would love to be playing football we would love to still be watching football uh, Raiders football I should say but all the same man we have a lot of really exciting things coming out the pipeline here at Silver and Black Productions for the offseason we are stoked we are not going anywhere I told you guys before the uh, the regular season wrapped up you were stuck with me every single week so I will be back next week same time same place but uh, really our entire collective 
We have so many good things coming down the pipeline. We're so we are so excited about a lot of what's going to be happening here over the next couple months. That so we, we just ask you to to hang with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, you, you visit Raiders.com, you 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 follow us on all the socials. We're going to be there. We got a lot of fun stuff that we're we're looking forward to making for you all. And I cannot wait. So until next week, Raider Nation, same time, same place. Uh, I'm Eddie Pascal. Big thank you from everyone here at Silver and Black Productions. And as I said, we will see you guys next time for our next. Next off-season edition of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.